Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest for dividends, cash flow for a weekly and monthly. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I get this right, right off the top of my head, and sometimes I mess it up, which apparently I did today. I just want to apologize. Sorry, guys. Again, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest for weekly and monthly cash flow using dividend stocks, specifically those stocks and only those stocks that have increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 20 to 25 years, some as much as 60 years. There's one company I believe is 66 years of increased dividend payments. Holy cow, that's going back to the 1950s, I think. 1960s. Whatever it is, that's what we're sticking with. It is Tuesday, June 22nd. 10 a.m. Market's been open for a little bit. Let's see what's shaking and let's see. Let's make some money today. Well, maybe not just today, but for the week. That's what we're doing. Weekly cash flow. That's my goal. My main objective is to obtain 1% per week. Now, we're starting out with a $100,000 account. So that means I'm looking to gain a hundred. Sorry. I'm looking to gain $1,000 per week. That is a 1% return. Now, for those of you who think 1% is not easy to get on a weekly basis, well, just sit back and watch what happens. If you want to just use this idea and this concept for uh, you know, growing your portfolio, you can grow your portfolio 60 to 70% per year using this strategy. Now, I'm not saying for you to follow everything that I do. I'm just saying that you know, possibilities are there. You know, Watch from the very beginning. I have been doing this for over 10 years. Not just um, the investing. The investing part I've been doing for, for almost 30 years now. You know, wait a minute, 20, 25, 24, 25 years? Eh, who knows? Getting older, tend to forget things. But I have been posting online for, I'm pretty sure, nine years now, close to 10 years. And I do have posts to go all the way back um, almost 10 years. And my very first year, my very first year posting, I think I made like 130% that year. It was nuts. Granted, the next year I was only like 90% or 80%, something like that. But anyway, now we're using this for weekly cash flow. And we're just trying to get $1,000 a week using a $100,000 account. You'll notice every year I, I reset it back to zero just as a guide for you guys to, to watch and see what's going on. I, I figured I might start something new today or something different, let me know if you guys like this approach or not. I'm basically going to go over what I already did this week. Uh, and as you can see, yesterday was the 21st. Uh, we had three trades yesterday. We sold uh, two contracts against American Express for the 167 and a half for 58 cents a piece. Okay, 58 cents a share. So that's like uh, uh, 116 bucks. All right. Then Comcast... We sold 10 contracts against Comcast at 57 and a half, but 38 cents a share. 
that's 380 bucks. So you take the 380 bucks and you add the 116 to that. That brings us a little over four, close to 500. Hold on, let me do this. 380 and 116, 480, 4, 490, 490 and change. That's close to 500. So we're halfway there already. Um, okay. Let's jump in, see what's going on. So we get the four positions. I'm going to go quickly over the four positions. Then we're going to jump in to see what's coming up on the list for those of you guys who have more money than me because all my money's tied up. And just to let you know that um, anywhere between 80 to 100% of my money every single week is going to be working. And I'll get that whip out and I just, come on, baby, make me some money. money. All right, anyway, STR and STX are the only two I have open that I can actually do anything with, but we're going to go down the list starting off with American Express, AXP. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel of what it did last year and all that. I'm just going to go over the last 90 days because I already did that on Monday. So Tuesday through Friday, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go through the 90 days. Okay, so see where it is. So we got a 90-day low at, uh, what is that, 140.68 and a 90-day high at 167, which was just two weeks ago. She's sitting pretty at 163 at this moment. She hit high yesterday at 165. Now, I already sold the um, two calls against American Express. So there's no sense going into that. But she does have the week, the dividend coming up in two weeks. Uh, we did buy this last week, and we did collect a premium last week. And we collected a premium this week. So as you can see, American Express, we already double-dipped. And if we don't get filled this week, next week we collect a dividend. So we double dip, which means we collect a premium, collect a premium, and then collect a dividend. And then we'll see what happens there. But at this moment, let's focus on this week. We'll worry about next week, next week, okay? I mean, hey, it's plain and simple. All right, so I want you to stick to the objective this week. I want to focus this week and this week only. So American Express, she's sitting at 163 now. And we um, we already sold the 167 and a half at uh, 53 cents a share, so that's a um, hundred and six bucks. Okay, um, and we bought it at 165. 165.66 is what we paid for it. So if we actually get called out this week, we actually profit from the from the. Um, oh my goodness. You know what happens when you have too much going on in your head? You tend, tend to forget things. All right. So we got collected a premium this week. We collected a premium last week. And if we get called out this week, we get the difference between what we paid for it, 165.66, and the 167.5, which is about an additional, what is that? Um, 60, what's 66.50? That's, that's an extra dollar ten. Ooh, I like that. All right, so we collect a premium, premium. If we get called out, we get to collect an extra 110, something like that per share. If not, we get to do another covered call next week and collect a dividend next week. Oh, ho, ho, I like that. All right, so <clears throat> let's go. Comcast is next on the list. CMCSA, CMCSA. We're not going to do the whole year thing. We're just going to go do the 90 days, which brings us right to somewhere around March. Um. We got the low of the 90-day period, which is the beginning of April at 52.47, and the high of 59.11, and that was on May 10th. 
Okay, she's been going sideways ever since. She's at 57.43 at this moment in time. And uh, we got 1,000 shares at 57.60, and we sold the 57.50 calls for 42 cents a share. So if this thing goes above 57.5, we'll be called out on Monday. I mean, Friday. If not, we carry it over to the next week, and we got, let's say, premium this week, premium last week, and next week, I'm pretty sure that's when they pay the dividend. If we don't get called out this week, we get to do another covered call and collect a dividend. Oh, yeah. That makes me happy, Camper. Now, a little unhappy with myself. I have no one to blame but myself for STOR because STOR um, it had a nice dividend coming. Well, actually, I think that's what I made a mistake on. I thought it was on the dividend list for the week and I ended up not getting what I wanted. So STOR for the last 90 days, coming off of a low at... Uh, 3070 that was back in March and got a high at 3667 um, and this is a monthly options so this is not weekly options and I don't like monthly options I only like doing them in the second or third week of the month and that is only if it has a really good strong seasonality and a really good trend which apparently store had three weeks ago okay so I got suckered into that one my own damn fault um, <clears throat> we can't collect premium after premium. We collected premium the first week, which was a nice premium. I think it was 2.2%, which was nice, but the stock dipped down and I wasn't able to get out. So I carried it last week and I wasn't able to collect a premium last week because I didn't, I was not willing to hold it for the five weeks. Okay. I still don't want to hold it for the five weeks, but I'm looking to and I collected the premium. I probably should just unload it as close as I can get to the purchase price um, without losing money. Because I don't want to lose money on the trade, but then again, I don't want to hold it too long. Okay, I purchased it at thirty six twenty one, and that was way up here. And right now, she's at thirty four ninety one. Now I could sell the covered call for this, and let me tell you exactly what it's at. Um. The 35 is going for 40 cents a share. That's 400 bucks. Okay, she's at 34.93, which means there's a good high probability that it's going to be called out. Now, I could go to the 37 and a half. And uh, ask for uh, 10 cents, which I think I'm going to do because the 37 and a half, it's still in the money in which I paid for it. So I'm still making money off of that, and I did collect an extra hundred bucks, ten cents a share, a thousand shares. It's a hundred bucks. It's better than nothing. Um, let's put it good to cancel. Let's sell that. And if it does get filled, um, if if she does get filled, let me get rid of this. Um, if she gets filled at the 37 and a half, I get to collect the extra $100 and I get to, if it goes above and I get called out, I'll get the difference between what I paid for it and the strike price, which is a little bit extra money considering I'm not collecting a dividend on this. And I only collected a 2.2 two weeks ago. So I was like 1%, 1.1% last week, 1.1% the week before this week. I got to get at least something out of this thing. So I just don't want to hold on to it and have it sit there and collect nothing. 
because that just defeats the purpose of what I'm doing. All right. Uh, next on the list is STX. STX. Last 90 days, STX. Now, some strange reason. This happens sometimes. Now, I just want to let you guys know, nobody wins them all. Every once in a while, you have all the indicators pointing in the right direction, saying, hey, this is a good stock. This is a good one-year uh, chart. This is a good seasonality chart. The big chart looks good. The buyers and sellers are in the position where they're supposed to be. The trend is moving the right direction. But lo and behold, something happens, an anomaly, something. Somebody throws a monkey wrench into the oven. I don't know, whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, the 90-day low for for, S, for Seagate was um, uh, end of March at 70.53, and the high was at uh, the, the middle of May, which was 106.31. Now, we're into this one at 98.79. Okay, did you hear that? 98.79. She's sitting at 83.94. Can you say, ouch, ouch? Okay, so for every dollar this goes down, that's a thousand bucks. Because I got a thousand shares. So every dollar goes down, it's a thousand bucks. So we're down um, six bucks so far. <laughs> Actually, I'm down $14,000 on STX. Now, STX is another monthly. Um, what do you call it? Another monthly option. And I, wait a minute. No, actually, it's a weekly option. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell something here. Uh, maybe the 87s. Because right now she's at um, 84. And she's had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 down days in a row. And if I can get. Um, you know what? Let's go uh, a little bit more and let's see what they're offering. All right, the 88s are going for 21 at a thousand shares. That's uh, 200 bucks. Is that right? Yeah, thousand shares is 200 bucks. That'll bring me up to seven. Which means I'm at uh, still 0.3 below. If I do the 87s, you know what? I think I'll do the 87s at 33. Okay, now it's at 84 at the moment. So we got seven points to go, and she's got seven, uh, what is it, 10 down days in a row? So let's look at this a little bit better. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so we have lower lows and lower highs. 10 days in a row. I'm going to shoot for this. See if I can get that 33. Here's what it looks like. We're going to sell 10 STX 100s out of the weeklies. 25 June 21, which is this Friday, the 25th of June 2021. The 87 call for 32 cents. Okay, so that's 320 bucks. I'm going to add that on to my 500 and what on? That's going to be 800. And all right, she got filled at 33. So that's... Um, 330 bucks. Okay. So we're going to get to 330 on top of the 510. That brings us up to 840, 840 bucks. So we're 160 bucks off. 
So I got to make 160 bucks in order to break even. Now, let's find out who's doing what today so we can jump in and at least try to do a tight uh, spread. I mean, a really tight one, a really good, positive, tight spread to get me over the hump. Um, this week for the dividend champions, which are 25 years or more of increased dividend payments. Before we go to the champions, let's go back to the dividend kings and the um, dividend aristocrats to see what they have on the list. All right, so the dividend kings for this week, there's Hormel and UVV. Um, but that's not till Friday, the Universal Corporation. Those are dividend kings. Hormel is like, like 23 cents a share, and UVV is 77. All right, you know, just for the fun of it, let's take a look at them. Um, HRL. And I'll jump in if it's a really strong position. Hormel started out the year at 48.41, found its high in end of August at 52.99, found its low in the you know first second week of January at 40 43.33. Um, it jumped up to a trading range between what was that 45 and 48. It's been going sideways ever since. She's sitting at 47.83 at the moment. Let's take a look at the seasonality. See what that says. All right, seasonality. I, I like this one. You know, I love it when a when a seasonality chart is low in January and high in December. You know, and it's 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 not a perfectly straight line. It's a little bit sideways, but there's an up tilt to it. Let me just read you the numbers really quick. January showing is 28.85, and it got the high in December at 32.66. Historically speaking, if you're going to buy in January and sell in December, historically you're going to make money off of this. How much? I don't know. Over the last 10 years, this is what it's doing. But my main concern is the next four days. Okay, the next four days we have... Um, almost perfectly flat, which is nice for a spread trade or a covered call. Now, I don't have a lot of money to do a covered call. Let's see exactly how much I have to play with. I got 2400 bucks to put up to make uh, $150. Oh, before I do that, let's jump on in and take a look at the big chart for Hormel. Um, Hormel. H-R-L. All right. <clears throat> Hormel is in a slight uptrend. Okay, so that the trend line, the red line, is is trending to the sideways. And that started out, uh, what, last week? Yeah, so she bottomed out last week, right around the 15th. Now she went sideways for a little bit. Now she's in a little bit of uptrend. The buyers are escalating and the um, sellers are retreating. So could this be the bottom right here at 47? I don't know. Let's take a look and see what a Hormel looks like for a uh, for a spread. I can't do a covered call, but if you're going to, let me read you the numbers and see if if this would work for you. The bid is 47.84 and the ask is 47.85. Now you notice there's only a penny difference between the bid and the ask, so that means there's a lot of volume out there. A lot of volume means stability. Okay. Now stability is going to give us if we buy the at the money right now, which is forty-seven eighty-five, and we sold the um, the forty-sevens. We could bring in close to what is that? Um, if 
find out exactly what it is. About 90 cents. So that means we'd only bring in four cents, and that definitely ain't worth the covered call for me, ladies and gentlemen. Ain't worth it. Okay, uh, the 48s, you'd collect 20 cents, uh, 25 cents on top of the 14 that you bought it for. So that's three, but then the stock would have to go up. But it's got the dividend coming up in two weeks. Everything looks pretty good. And it basically means you can do another covered call next week and another covered call the next the week after that. So you can bring in a pretty little penny and also collect a dividend in two and a half weeks. So that, that could be one for you guys. But let's take a look at the spread and see what that looks like. Now, if I was going to do this, I'd go with the 47s. Okay. If we did the 46... 45.46 spread for 60 cents. That would give us the money that we need. However, <clears throat> I'll go a little bit further because I want, yeah, see the 44.45 is not enough, but the 45.46 is. So let's do enough here uh, for 613 bucks. We could get a $400 profit. Okay, so let's try that one. And let me read it to you. I'm going to buy 10 vertical HRL, which is Hormel, the 100, which is the weeklies. 25, June 21, which is the this Friday, um, the 45-46 call. Now, the nice thing about the 45-46 call, Hormel is sitting at 47.89. Okay, so 47.89, if the stock goes up, I make money. If the stock goes down, I make money. And the stock stays the same, I make money. But... She's got to fill at that price. Okay, so right now, let's see what the market price is now. The market price is 57 and a half. So I want to replace this, and I'm going to do 55. All right, confirm and send. So I'm replacing the order with a buy 10 vertical Hormel's, uh, the 25, June 21, the 45, 46. Okay, so I just replaced that. Um, okay, so my market order is forty. I mean, fifty-five cents limit, and right now the market price is fifty-seven fifty-five. So it should fill. But let's jump in and see who's next on the list. Uh, UVV, UVV. All right, started out the year last year, which is Universal Corporation. Started out the last year at forty-one thirty-nine. Uh, looks like she got a double low once in the middle of July at 38.98. And again, the end of October at 39.09. That's pretty close to a double bottom, I would say. Uh, from there, right after the election, this is one of those stocks, right after the election, goes up. Let's look at the last 90 days. Last 90 days, we got a, a double high at 60.93 and a low, which is today. Now, you all know I don't like to buy at the low. Now, granted, it's not the low for the year, but it is the low for the last 90 days. Let's see what season it looks like for Universal. Uh, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, all right. We got a little bit more down coming, and that just does not make me happy camper. 
The only reason because I'm only looking to make another 120 bucks for the week. We get the possibility of making a couple hundred off for Hormel. That will take us over our goal. But I have a few thousand dollars left to play with. So let's see if we can find another one on Warren Buffett's list. Warren Buffett has MasterCard on his list. So MasterCard's got a 40 cent dividend. And let's see what MasterCard looks like with all the numbers. Because I just, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. If all the numbers work, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, so MasterCard started out the year last year at $301.99. Found its low at the end of October and just after the election. Oh, found its low at October at $280.90. You know, $280.90. After the election, she jumps up to a training range of $336, stays there until right into March. Jumps into a trading range of, uh, what was that, $370, 380 Last 90-day. Excuse me. Last 90 days, she hits a high at 401. And the 90-day low would be 344. She's sitting at 373 at the moment. Nice sideways. Looks like she's got a double bottom here for the last 90 days at 355. Now, she's sitting at 373. Let's take a look at the seasonality for uh, MasterCard. Again, oh, let me go back. I'm going to read that to you because that is another awesome... Um, awesome uh, seasonality chart. Okay, seasonality chart in January, let me just read you the numbers for those of you not watching. Uh, you got it at 112.70 for January. And in December, 145. Okay, so it's a nice uptrend. Nice, beautiful uptrend, except for in March. Now, in the middle of March, the reason why you're seeing that dip down, because if you remember during the pandemic last year, everything dropped in the middle of March. When you have everything drop in the middle of March, it's going to off-skew every chart for the next 10 years. Okay? And that's what you call, and let's see if this is a real word, right? Anomalyptic event. Because it's an anomaly. It doesn't happen all the time. When's the last time we had a worldwide pandemic? I think it was like 100 years ago. How did it affect the stock market? I don't know. 100 years ago, not many people were into it as they are today. Today, you could just, with a phone, you could do your trading from anywhere in the world as long as you have an internet connection. So there's a lot more going on with the stock market this year, even with the pandemic from last year, than there was during the last pandemic 100 years ago. So the pandemic gives you the number and it off-skews everything for the next 10 years. Sorry, just the way it is. But back to what I was saying. The seasonality chart for MasterCard is another beautiful chart. Buy it in January, sell it in December. There you go. You make your money. All right, so let's get back to where we were. Where are we looking for the next week and a half? Uh, she's pretty much flat, which is good for a covered call or a spread. Uh, let's take a look at the trade and see what the numbers look like. All right, so the bid is one. Sorry, the bid is. Sorry, let's go back again because I'm looking at the wrong. I was looking at Hormel. M-A, put that in there. There we go. <clears throat> so the bid for MasterCard is three seventy three fifty seven, and the ask is three seventy three seventy one. Now, I, it just changed three seventy three sixty five by three seventy three seventy four, which is an eleven cent spread. It changed again to a twenty cent spread. So there's quite a bit of a spread. But then again, if you think about it, it's not really that big of a spread because it's a three hundred dollar stock. 
All right, so if I'm going to do MasterCard, and she's a $300 stock, I want to look uh, probably around the 360 area. Okay, so the 357.50 and the 360. Um, it's going for 225, which is the most I can make off of this is 25 cents. So let me read you the number. For $2,200 or $2,300, I can make 220 bucks, which is a 10% return. Okay, so 10% is not bad for four days. Um, what am I looking at? So 373, if I even go for the 365. All right, so the 365. That's only two cents. That's not going to make me any more. 370. No, 370 is way too close. All right. And I doubt that's going to fill. Honestly, doubt that the 355 is going to fill, and I'm not going to tie up 2,500 bucks for a 10% return. Sorry, not going to do it. All right, so Mastercard's off the list. So that's Warren Buffett's list, and that's the Dividend Kings list. Um, Hormel looked pretty good. Let's see how she filled, if she filled yet or not. Um, and I missed it. It's going for 77 cents now. So if I I gotta replace it again. So the um let's go back to Hormel for a second, because I was just looking at the monitor, and apparently Hormel went up in price, which means the value of my spread went up. So she's sitting at forty seven eighty eight. And I got the forty six. Going for ninety cents. Which means that's another little over ten percent return. Damn, I missed out on that one. Alright, wasn't quick enough for that. Let's get to back to the monitor. Let's cancel. Forty five, forty six. Let's cancel and replace this order. Uh, 55, she's at 80 right now. All right, if I do the set, if I do it at, um, all right, I'm going to replace the Hormel order that I did a little while ago only because Hormel went up again. Um, which is, you know, it, it's nice had I bought the stock and did a covered call or something to that effect, but no, I'm just doing the spread, which means I got to buy the 45 and sell the 46. Um, for 763 bucks, the most I can make off of this is 250, which is about, uh, 10, <coughs> about 30% return. That's if it gets filled. Okay, so here, here's what it sounds like. Uh, I'm going to buy 10 vertical Hormel's 100s, which is the weeklies, the 25 June 21, which is this Friday, the 45, 46 call. And... All right, 
So I traded to, to 75. Right now it's sitting at 77 and a half. I'm going to leave it at that because it's close enough. It only has to come down, what, two cents for it to fill, which needs right around noontime. The tendency to, you know, up, down, all that kind of nice, neat stuff. So it might get filled by the end of the day. Don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, next on the list, we're going to jump to the dividend aristocrats. And there's quite a bit of them. Uh, we looked at Erie and JW yesterday. Uh, ROP, which is Roper Technologies. They got a 51 cent dividend coming up. Um, now, they're dividend aristocrats, which means they've increased their dividend payments consistently for a minimum of 25 years. So that's back in the 90s, uh, the mid-90s, that they've, been, they've increased their, year, their, their dividend every single year ever since the mid-1990s, which, you know, for me, it's great. Uh, okay, so Roper, let's take a look at where we are. The one-year chart looks kind of like this. Starts out at 394 a year ago, found its bottom at uh, 362 that's the end of October of course after the election she shoots up to 426 stays there for a little bit dips back down tests that bottom again at 364 in March um, from March she shoots up and hits a new 90 day high at 466 she's sitting at 461 today which looks all fine and dandy uh, seasonality is going to tell us something what is it going to tell us ooh ooh I love like this chart also i love it when a seasonality chart now seasonality chart is 10 years of data one on top of another on top of another. so when a chart looks this smooth and this nice that means every single year consistently for the last 10 years because that's what my my um my chart is set at my chart is set to look at 10 years worth of data from january she got 186 and december she's hitting 220 okay now that is a mathematical equations that I really don't want to get into. It's really complicated, but if you really want to know, you know, I can, I can let you know. But you'll have to send me a message. If I, I'll make a you know private video for that one to show how to use a seasonality chart and why a seasonality chart is as important as it is. Because if you think about it, Roper, whatever they do, I really have no clue what they do. Whoops. Roper is Roper Technologies Incorporated. I could um, right-click on ROP, and it gives me a drop-down menu. It gives me, you know, allows me to create an alert, um, copy the chart, copy the information, add it to a watch list, uh, add notes to that stock, get more information. Now, the more information, it come, when you click on that, it opens up another drop-down, which gives you a whole bunch of more things you can look at. Quick notes, market depth. Uh, the trade grid, quick charts, uh, uh, position summaries, trade alerts, analyze, TOS charts, company news, think back, fundamentals, all this stuff. It just had a click of a button, which was never available when I started over 20 years ago. So anyway, here, here's what it is. If I really wanted to find out more information on, on Roper before you buy it, just a couple of clicks and you're there. But I really honestly, and this may sound bad for an investor, I really don't care what they do. Really don't care. I only care about the numbers. And if all the numbers are looking right and they're going to pay out their dividend and it's a company I really wouldn't mind holding, that's all that matters. But for you, hey, right-click on the stock and look at the more information. Find out what the stock news is. Find out what the analysis say, the analysts say. You know, what, what's it projected to do? Uh, anything interesting going on with the company. 
But for me, it's just a numbers game. Okay, so if the number's looking like it does, so this, so the one-year chart looks good, the 90-day chart looks good, seasonality chart looks great. Now it looks like the big chart for Roper, um, R-O-P, oops, R-O-P, there we go, I typed it in wrong. Okay, so Roper's got the high, like I said, 466. The trend is basically sideways. The buyers are in control, so there are more buyers than there are sellers, so this one looks good. I'm not going to say a covered call only because <laughs> I don't like $400 stocks. You know? Um, just to give you a, a quick idea. If you bought it at the money at $461 and you sold the $460, you could get $820 per share. All right, which is 2%. But it is a monthly optionable stock. So right there, I'm going to say no. Because when I go to the vertical, I'm still looking at 24 days. So Roper, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Let's take a look at Flick. And before I even take a look at Flick, I'm going to put Flick into the trade and see um, if that's a weekly or a monthly. It's another monthly. I don't even want to bother. Um, all right, what else we have coming up? Oh, look at this. BRC, which is Brady Corporation. GIS, which is General Mills. Ooh, like that one. OGE, uh, Energy Corporation, another good one. AT&T Corporation, another good one. And Verizon. Okay, all of those. Now, Brady, I don't know. And GIS, I don't know. So let's take a quick look at them. Take a look at the trade grid on... On G on Brady first. That's um, BRC. BRC. BRC is monthly. No, thank you. Uh, GIS. GIS is monthly. No, thank you. Um, OGE. OGE. Monthly, no, thank you. Now, I know AT&T and Verizon are weekly, so I'm just going to jump right into the charts and look at those two. First on the list is AT&T. They got the dividend coming up in two weeks. Uh, they started out the year at twenty nine ninety eight. found its low right at the end of October at twenty six forty one. found its high a couple of weeks ago at thirty three ninety. the last 90 days. We got a high of 33.90 and a low just the other day at 28.40. Now, she's sitting at 28.95. Uh, let's take a look at the seasonality for AT&T. All right, this is basically a sideways uh, chart, um, seasonality chart. She started out in January at, at 40, at 34.81. Ends up in December at 34.62. So it's I'm talking a very tiny, slight downward trend. Not quite sure if it's even worthwhile to even think about that. But what do we have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Ooh, I like this. Um, Going to go sideways for a little bit. Then next week we have an uptrend. So that could be good. And let's take a look at the big chart for AT&T. Only because I want to see what the long... What the, oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Now, I'm going to rattle off a few things and see if you guys follow along. They have the average volume for AT&T is $35 million. 
Now, the middle of May, <laughs> see if this makes sense to you. Right, with the average volume being around 30, 35 million. The middle of May, actually, uh, May 17th and May 18th, she hits a volume of 173. 173 million shares traded on the 17th. On the 18th, 247 million shares traded. So after that, you had it gapped down um, from that high on the 17th of uh, 3390, I'm sorry, 3388. Uh, Some strange reason the uh, market maker decided to open up at 33.51. Okay? The previous day's close was um, 32.21. Now imagine this. Imagine you got AT&T. Okay? She's in an uptrend for the year. Alright? And she's trending right, right around let's say 32 to 30, 33. 32 to 32 and a half. Because it's kind of tight. All right. On the 13th, which is a Friday, she opened up at 31.83. Hit a high at 32 and a low at 31. She closes at 32.21 on a Friday. Monday. All right, now listen closely. Monday, the market maker... Opens up at thirty three fifty one. Now, if you have a stock that closes at thirty two twenty one, and opens the very next day at thirty three twenty one. Oh, sorry, thirty three fifty one. That's a dollar thirty a share overnight. Okay, so you can see. And it opened at, uh, what did I say, 33.51 and hit a high at 33.88. That, my friends, is a nice little return overnight. That's probably why you've seen the volume go from a normal 20, 27, 28 million, million which was Thursday, uh, Friday. Friday, she trades 20, 27 million. Monday, she trades 173 million because she opened up, she gapped up on Monday a buck 30. And then she hits a high at, at uh, uh, 33.88. Okay, so from 32.21 to 33.88, that's a nice little jump for two days. I mean, for one day. She opens up, and boom, there you are. From the close of Friday to the high of Monday, and you have 173 million. That is, oh, what is that roughly? Three, four, five, six, seven. About 600% increase in volume on one day. But, but here's the kicker that's the high. And what happens the very next day? Check this out. The very next day, the market maker has her opening up at twenty nine eighty eight. You heard right, twenty nine eighty eight. She opens up 
Monday at, at 33.51. Tuesday, she opens up at 29.88. And the volume goes freaking through the roof. 247 million shares. Okay, that is uh, eight, nine, almost 900% increase in volume. From your normal 27 million to 255 or 270 million, whatever the number was. It was freaking nuts. Okay, so after that anomaly happened, I don't know what the reasoning was. If I really wanted to find out, I'd jump in and I'd take a close look. So apparently she hit some support at 28 in the 2830 area. She bounces off of that. Now she's sitting at. 2896 and this one looks like she's going to do a good uh, covered call on uh, the bid for AT&T is 2895 and the bet and the ask is 2896 so that means it's a very very tight spread it means lots of volume which you know average is 27 to 30 you know 25 to 35 million a day that's pretty good um, all right so look at the spread we got we got a lot of open interest, a lot of volume today. Okay, 531, 541 going for the 28, I mean 29, 29 and a half. Yeah, but that means the stock has to go up. Now, I want to do in the money only because I'm a little tight on money and I just need to make a couple hundred bucks. Okay, so if we do, let me um, go back to the standard chart so I can see exactly where we are today. We're at twenty eight ninety four. So if we do the twenty seven twenty eight, uh, can't do the twenty seven twenty eight because it's not available. All right. Wow. The only one we got available is a 28 and a half. Okay, so the 28 and a half is way down there. Looking at 46 cents, which give me 4 cents. Which means that's another 10%. Means I have to put in 470 bucks to get $40 back. My friends, that's not that's not a good idea. We're not getting any good numbers with AT&T. Um, but you know what? <clears throat> if we do an at the money, but that's like risking money. You know, it's just like throwing money a freaking way. The only thing that makes sense is the 28 and a half by the 29. And the stock has to go up in order for us to make money on that one. So it's not really a good one. Because right now she's at 28 93. And if we're going to do the 28.5 by 29, the stock has to move up. And I don't like that spread. So the numbers here just aren't working for me. Granted, that may be the bottom, and it may be you know, a direct line up continuously, but it, it, the numbers just aren't working. So I'm going to have to go back and find out who else is on the list. And that would be Verizon. So let's take a quick look at Verizon. Maybe they can give me some better numbers than AT&T did. Okay, Verizon started the year off ago at uh, 55.91, found its bottom at the end of August at 52.74, 
The high was made at 61.91. That was the beginning of December. Last 90 days, we're looking at a low of 55.28. And she came pretty close to hitting it um, just the other day on the 18th at 55.57, testing that bottom again, which looks like it could actually be the bottom for the last 90 days, at least, anyway. And a high at 59.85. She's sitting at 56.56. Seasonality for Verizon looks kind of like a nice chart. Starts low in January and high in December. Nice, I like that. The next couple of days, we can see um, sideways, basically. Um, let's look at Verizon, VZ. See who's in control there. See what's happening. Um, all right. She's in an uptrend now. The buyers are taking... There are more sellers than our buyers. However, the buyers are retreating in the in the sellers. And the, the buyers are advancing. The sellers are retreating. That's what I wanted to say. The volume averages out at 13 mil. A couple of days ago, she uh, had like a, quote, a triple volume at 38 mil. Right now, she's sitting at um, almost 4 mil at the moment. 56.55 is where she's sitting. So let's take a look at the trade. Uh, the bid is 56.54, and the ask is 56.55. Um, we had three days. A covered call, what would that look like? So we bought it at 56. Fifty-six fifty-five is going for sixty-six cents, so right around seventy cents. So you'd come away with um, twenty-five cents. Is that right? No, fifteen cents. Eh. Okay, so that's not bad. I think. Yeah. So you add the fifty-six. It's eleven cents. Ooh, no, that's not good. Okay, so let's see what the uh, spread would look like. Okay, so the 56, 54, 55, 98. See, that's, that's not worth it. 55, 56. 91 cents? Come on, that's not worth it either. Because even the stock stayed where it was. And they want 91 cents. That's only a 10%. That's not what I'm looking for. So I'm going to pass again on this one because 10% for four days to risk all that money. No, I, for, for me to risk that kind of money, I have to get at least 20 to 25% return. All right, so Ozark is on Friday. So let's see what Ozark looks like. Um, what was it? OZK? OZK. So let's put OZK in here. OZK. Um, that's a monthly. I don't want that. Okay, so basically that's what I'm, I'm going to stop for now because we're way into too much time, 50 minutes to do this. Um, let's go back to the monitor, see where we're sitting. Holy cow, come on. Hormel's now up to 95 cents a share. For the uh, for the spread, I tried getting in at fifty five, then she went to fifty seven. I tried bumping it up to sixty, and then she went to seventy five. Then I bumped up to seventy five, went to seventy seven. Now I'm at seventy five, and the options at ninety five. So let's see where Hormel's sitting now. Damn, I hate when this happens. 
It's well, well, you know, not bad for those people buying it. So forty seven ninety-nine. Let's cancel this. Let's go back to Hormel. H R L. Okay, so Hormel is sitting at almost at forty-eight. Okay, so if we go for the forty-six forty-seven. Yep, forty-six forty-seven. Let's bump it up to eighty cents. See what that looks like. Here what she sounds like. You ready? Buy ten vertical HRL one hundreds, which is the weeklies. Um 25 June 21, which is this Friday, the 4647 call at 80 cents. Okay, so that's in. Let's see what she's looking at at the moment. All right, so I got it in 80 cents limit order, and the market order is at 67 and a half. So, hypothetically speaking, it should fill. It hasn't filled yet, but it should. The only thing we did, we got uh, 330 bucks from STX. We add that to the list of what we made already, so that we're up to 840. So we only need uh, 160 bucks. Um, 4647 call for Hormel. Hormel sitting at 47.99. That should fill. I mean, I got it set at 80. You know what? I think I'm gonna set it up at 85. That way it'd be a better chance for it to fill. So I'm changing it to buy 10 vertical Hormels, uh, which is this week, the 4647 call, 85. The most I can make is 150, and I'm putting 860 on the line. All right, so here we go. Hopefully she'll fill. I got it set at 85. I won't find out till later on today. So first thing tomorrow morning, I'll, I'll fill you in on what got filled. Uh, we're at 0.83. 0.83 is just a shy bit under 1% this week so far. But today's only Tuesday, so we got a ways to go. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we're looking to invest for weekly and monthly cash flow. We are out of here. We'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you and have a great day.